some of you may have heard, uh, Chinese and American economic negotiations are not going well, which should be of no surprise to any of us since China, literally their whole political uh, deal is to only think of China. Uh, they're tearing down churches that don't look Chinese enough. They're tearing down mosques that don't look Chinese enough. They're tearing down Buddhist temples that don't look Chinese enough. <clears throat> and not just Chinese enough in the general sense, but specifically they need to look what the Communist Party views as Chinese enough. They are extremely... And totally pro and absolutely pro Chinese they only think of Chinese interests and nothing else uh, they don't believe in free trade they don't believe in uh, free trade for countries outside of China uh, they hardly believe in free trade inside of China um, so I was always skeptical when the president first started up. Now that being said, my views on tariffs is that I think that tariffs are a perfectly legitimate um, means of taxation. I would much rather tariffs and you just simply raise the price of my products that I'm buying due to tariffs than have me pay income taxes. Um, it's an easier way to keep track of it. Mostly because I don't have to keep track of it, the businesses do. And it's easy for them to keep track of it, too. Um, it makes the IRS's job easier, because they don't have to keep track of it. I mean, sure, smuggling will go up, but <clears throat> that being said, uh, tax-wise, people try to smuggle out of tax, uh, tax breaks all the time, and I'm not... Um, mention certain monies that they made, things like that, so that they can hit a different tax barrier. Um, and the IRS is always auditing people because of this fact. Um, this all being said, that when dealing with um, the president, when dealing with um, the situation with China, it's not like we haven't been here before. Um, I've read enough to know that uh, one of America's greatest presidents, the only tax that they had was tariffs. This was James Madison. Or not James Madison, forgive me. Uh, James Monroe. Uh, he took out all what he called internal taxes, so no sales tax, no uh, income tax, no uh, any kind of tax, no tax on tea, postage, anything, anything that's inter, um, that is uh, international, that's interstate, uh, was not taxed, but he had extremely high tariffs, which meant that, um, bought something from France, you're going to be taxed. If you bought something from England, you would be taxed extremely and exorbitantly. 
Um, and the reason for this is he was encouraging people to buy American, to become self-sufficient. And I am not necessarily opposed to an American president wanting um, the people of America to be self-sufficient, to grow their own uh, food. It, you know, you don't need to buy avocados from China. You can buy them from uh, New Mexico or from California or what have you. Now, this means it will have to make this make sense to Americans, he will have to lower uh, taxes, internal taxes. If he wants to raise external taxes, which he did, he raised it from 10% on some things to 25%, so that's more than a double in the tax hikes on external taxes. Uh, he should consider lowering uh, our taxes on the internal taxes to meet similarly. Plus, I don't think people realize or notice, but there is an extreme amount of uh, debt that our country owes people, including China. And if we can pay that off by raising tariffs, uh, how great would that be? Uh, just some things to consider about that. deals with uh, the Daily Wire and abortion, uh, abolition and um, pro-life activism. Uh, In Philadelphia, Matt Walsh and uh, Michael Knowles were at a rally of sorts, a pro-life rally at a Planned Parenthood center where a Democratic uh, House rep was bullying and doxing uh, people at there that were praying for the um, people that were going into the center to kill their babies, and uh, basically they were there to uh, let this Democratic uh, representative know that they are not going to be bullied, they are not going to be mocked, they are not going to be doxxed, they are not going to be harassed by uh, even a government official, but that they know that their movement is just, they know that their, what they seek, which is the abolition of abortion, um, the recognition of the dignity of human life, even uh, Representative Sims' life is dignified. Um, all life, human life, is with extreme dignity and worth. And they were there to uh, recognize that, to embrace that, to celebrate that, and to encourage and to welcome uh, people like uh, Representative Sims. Um, to come and talk and ask questions and um, by all means uh, get answers Uh, and in these kind of conversations these curious conversations 
Um, it is important for me as a Christian and um, or to be able to um, be willing to encourage, to welcome, to discuss these kinds of questions with all people, um, whether they're being serious, being sarcastic, being curious, being um, critical. Uh, it is important at all times to be willing and able to um, talk about issues like abortion, um, like killing unborn babies. Recently, Ben Shapiro did an interview on the BBC, and it was quickly ended. And Ben Shapiro later apologized for his behavior and his loss in the interview. Uh, because right at the beginning of the interview, the interviewer, I think it's Andrew Neal, I believe, uh, asked him if he thought that the pro-life bill that was passed in Georgia was taking America back into the dark ages. Obviously, Ben Shapiro took offense to that and uh, began to ridicule uh, the BBC and Neil um, for their ignorance, for their arrogance, and for their left-leaning attitude towards politics in general. Um, He later apologized, saying that he wasn't prepared, um, he wasn't very well-versed in uh, the Georgia bill, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't sure where he was going with the interview, and so it was probably good that the interview was ended. Um, That being said, um, this is why it's so important in these kind of conversations um, to... Um, always be prepared, um, not in the sense of knowing arguments and knowing good things, but having a standard. So, uh, Christians have a standard. Uh, It is scripture. Uh, You have Ben Shapiro, who is an unbeliever, um, and, but yet, you know, claims to uh, follow scripture and to hold to scripture. He has a lot of philosophical um, upticks. He likes, he prefers kind of a Kantian or uh, Plato's style of objectivity, objectivism. Um, He even wrote a book dealing with uh, rationalism, dealing with the Enlightenment called The Right Side of History. And he um, deals with those situations. Uh, now, uh, I'm enough of a student of history to know that there's never really been a dark ages. Um, that's a a made up thing by the Enlightenment people, by the Renaissance people, and mostly due to ignorance. What I mean by that is um, the people from the Renaissance, people from the Enlightenment age um, don't 
didn't quite realize that papers deteriorate, that um, papyrus broke down, that uh, these writing materials um, would quickly crumble, and so it made sense for the writings of people during what the Enlightenment people called the Dark Ages to not survive that age because, well, the, you know, the paper just dissolved after a couple hundred years. I don't expect most of my stuff to survive. You know, have you ever looked at a book that's older than a hundred years? Older than 200 years? We're impressed by the fact that they're still around. Um, and I would say that that's part of the origination of the myth of the Dark Ages. Is just due to um, lack of copies of the works from the Dark Ages. Now there's obviously some validation of uh, you know certain areas in society, certain areas of the world where there was like an anti-intellectualism in the government and they did burn books and all that but shoot I burn some books too uh, so it, that doesn't make me anti-intellectual I may not like certain books and when it gets cold you know a book's gotta be burned uh, I burn newspapers that doesn't mean I don't like the news um, it just means that I want to start a fire here's a perfectly good newspaper let's start a fire now, as far as dealing with the Georgia bill, um, I'm not very well versed in it, but from what I understand, uh, there's actual teeth on this bill. Uh, it's a heartbeat bill, which means that once the, um, the, um, like, the doctors are able to pick up a heartbeat, then, um, an abortion can no longer be, it's illegal to perform an abortion after that, and obviously, um, as technology gets better, um, the stronger the abilities for technicians to be able to pick up heartbeats, the earlier, um, abortions will stop. And, you know, so on. Which is great for um, society. Um, not because of the sanctity of life. Um, I heard a pastor recently say that we should not, as Christians, argue for the sanctity of life. We should argue for the sanctity of God's word, which gives man dignity. We should be arguing for the dignity of human life. We are dignified. We have dignity. Um, we do not have sanctity. God has sanctity. And he may, um, no matter whether a person is a Christian or not, they are still with dignity. Um, so that is an important um, lesson for all of us to learn, that when we're dealing with conversation topics, it's not that you need to know everything about everything, or at least something about everything. What you need is a strong foundation. You need to have a foundation that allows you to ha stand somewhere on any subject. You don't need to have an opinion on every subject. 
but you do need to know where you stand on every subject. No more do we bend bow or spear, nor oil, sword, or shield. No more do we mend plate or chain, nor tighten boot or belt. No more do we love godly wife, nor heed her wise advice. No more do wives submit to one, nor call their husbands Lord. No more do fathers raise their sons, nor train to fight dragons. No more do sons learn from their dads, nor honor with their hands. No more do men lift up their glass, nor stand to honor less. No more do men give kiss to cheek, nor think before they speak. But take heart, my friend, we'll learn again the true, the beautiful, and good. You've listened to a pleasant half hour of curious conversations. To continue the conversation online, go to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and search for Zachary Kameen. To get more from The Curious Christian, go to curiousconversations.blog. And as always, drink some coffee and come to Jesus.